Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, and welcome to, or welcome back to, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I created this podcast almost five and a half years ago with the whole purpose of being able to have access to people who were doing really interesting things in the world of business. Because I know that one thing is true, and that is success leaves clues. When we have these conversations with successful entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and business leaders, they can't help it. Absolutely, they have to leave behind a nugget, a theory, an idea, and that's how we all learn. And now over 530 episodes later, I got to tell you, it's been like my own personal university. And I know a lot of you really feel that you have picked up some useful information along the way. And once a month, one of my shows is co-produced in partnership with the Austin Technology Council. And that's this show for the month of February. Hey, the Austin Technology Council, it is the largest tech industry organization in Central Texas. They empower their members through insights, resources, and connections so that their members can succeed and thrive. This episode is going to be one of those episodes where I think we're all going to say, wow, thank you to the Austin Technology Council for providing one of their members for being our special guest. And today that guest is Matthias Illenfeld, and he is the owner and CEO of Womb Bikes USA. So Matthias, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom, for having me. I'm really excited to share some of my experiences uh, with your audience today. I'm excited to, to learn about Womb Bikes and what you've done to create this company. But why don't we go back a little bit? What's your history? What's your business background? Yeah, actually, it's uh, my story is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and I started uh, after I got my MBA, I started to get into consulting and I was working on systems, uh, software and architecture implementations and uh, worked for SAP, IBM, uh, traveling the country, you know, helping, helping big companies implement systems. And I uh, eventually became my own consulting, opened my own consulting practice. And then this uh, womb opportunity presented itself. And I thought it was, uh, I, I, I was going to be a great opportunity to, to, to start my own company and, and, and build a great team. So what is, what is Womb Bikes USA? Yeah, so Womb is uh, probably the fastest company you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, you know, we started this in 2014 here in the US. It's a family-owned business. Uh, it started in Vienna, Austria. My brother Marcus and his partner Christian uh, started this in 2013, and they set out to uh, design and bring to market the 
best designed and lightest kids' bikes available to the public in a direct-to-consumer environment. And so they set out to do that. They sent it over to uh, sample to me, to my son, for his uh, birthday. The neighbor saw it, and they thought it was so cool, and they wanted to buy one. So I flew in another one, and I sold my bike to my, to my neighbor. It's uh, basically Room has set out to be uh, offering the highest quality and lightest bikes and best designed bikes for children of all ages. Tom, do you remember the first time you rode your bike? Uh, I do. I remember my first actual bicycle. Before that, I had one of those big plastic big wheels. But I, I remember getting the bike and my dad chasing me down the street to help me with the training wheels. I fully remember that. That's uh, fantastic. In fact, uh, many times when we talk to parents, they all remember uh, when they first rode their bikes. And we are now creating a generation of riders that are so young that uh, and able to ride bikes, they don't even remember. They will not remember when they're older the first time they actually rode a bike because we are giving them the ability with our bikes to learn to ride at such a young age without training wheels that, uh, that it's something that's going to be very innate to them. Hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be second nature to them. And parents uh, are figuring that out and uh, we're becoming the, the favorite kids bike brand for parents. So what's the connection to the Austin Technology Council? When I think kids' bikes, I guess I don't think technology. Yeah, and that's a fascinating question. We are a direct-to-consumer brand. Uh, we do not sell through retail and wholesale. All of our sales are through our own website at uh, short plug here, roombikes.com. And uh, we are selling bikes uh, through our um, online website. Um, and uh, obviously, that presents um, a lot of technological challenges. Um, we are obviously, uh, I'm joking lately, we've been in business for five years. We've been growing significantly about 30 employees now, and the business turns into more like a data a data uh, problem. You know, it's uh, it's not only the supply chain that we have to manage, but it's also uh, performance marketing um, and advertising and uh, and also our efficiencies and metrics. So we are very technologically advanced, um, and uh, we are constantly looking for ways to find an edge in the in the marketplace and the. ATC uh, is, is really a great, helpful place for us to not only connect with others in the technology space, but also to uh, learn from others, which is a big part of my values here at Womb, is that we are constantly learning and evolving and improving. And then for my team, it's very important because uh, the events uh, that are being offered allow us to network with other players in this, in this market. And anytime we meet somebody, something good is coming out of it. And that, that was one of, the, one of the big advantages of ATC is that we can connect with others that we can not only help them, but they can also help us and build like a small community here. Well, it's interesting because in Austin, we do have a wonderful community of entrepreneurship. And it, sometimes we think, oh, it's just technology companies. But as you mentioned, all companies are really technology companies today because we're all utilizing technology to be able to market and to sell and to track the data. But additionally, we also have a lot of companies in different spaces, the, the, the consumer packaged goods. Uh, we have a huge community of that. And what I find so interesting is I go to some of the meetups for, in that industry. Um, and what I find kind of industry interesting in that is People go to those meetups from all different areas. They're not just selling food mm -hmm. products or, or makeup products or whatever. But 
in Austin, we definitely have that sort of sense of entrepreneurial spirit that goes across any vertical. And I think, like you said, you know, ATC is just one of those fabulous sort of gems that we have in our community that allows people to find those connections in that technology vertical, but it blurs over to, to many other areas. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. And, uh, and the connections that we're making, you're right, uh, you know, they're all in different, different parts, different industries, different sectors, uh, and like I said, uh, any any time, and, and what I find amazing about uh, Austin per se and, and ATC is is the willingness of others to help, and and that's what I was kind of like blown away with. You know, I've been you know reaching out to others. Most of the yeah, I know everybody's busy, but you know we can all have some thirty minutes or one hour, and, and with this technology of Zoom and and Google Hangouts to connect with others and, and, and share share challenges, share opportunities, and also uh, maybe collaborate, which is a big thing for us. We always look for people to collaborate with on different levels. And I think that's been really, really powerful to see how willing people are to, to help each other in this community. So did you always have an entrepreneurial spirit? You said you started off by going to work for a big company. Did, did you always know, I'm going to start my own thing someday? It's really interesting question, and uh, and you know my, my my mom had a very entrepreneurial spirit, um, and she she actually ran her own store in in, in Germany, and uh, and and my brother and I we had various ventures even when we were still in college. We were in 1993. I remember my brother and I uh, created this little import export business where we were exporting uh, goods from the U.S. because we went to college to Europe. And then in Europe, we built our own kind of like direct-to-consumer channel. But this was back in the days. There was no internet or anything <laughs> like that. And so we were just building our own small little sales force, you know, giving them like a consigned goods that we bought here cheaply in the U.S. Uh, good ex- I mean, hopefully I'm not going to get sued. But we, for example, bought a bunch of Levi's 501s, right? They were here $29. And in Europe, they were selling like for $120. So there's an arbitrage there. Oh, we, we shipped a bunch of them over to Europe and we sold them through our friends. They made some money. We made some money. And that's kind of how we partially funded our funded our college. Uh, and, and, college and, uh, and, everyone in, and everyone in Europe got great jeans. <laughs> right. I hope I'm not getting sued by Levi's. And, uh, and <laughs> then after I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's a statute of limitations for, for black market <laughs> blue jeans. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it was something, and 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 that kind of that we did that in the late nineties. We did another little project. So somehow this kind of uh, running your own business, uh, it, it it it's it's fun. You, you because you are you are in control, like you are in charge of your own destiny. And as you're putting in the effort and the and the the the, the work you can see the results, right? And so as I was working as a consultant there, you know, in the early 2000s, it was, it was, uh, it was rewarding for me because I was helping others improve their processes and their systems. And I, I get some satisfaction from that, from that. But now that I'm running my own business, it's, uh, it's so much more, uh, so much more uh, exciting for me because I, I see how the whole team works together now and I'm, I'm leading the team and I'm motivating the team. I'm here to support them and we're all working toward the same mission and vision, right? And that's, that's to get, 
get kids out on bikes and have them gather experiences that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives. And, and that's really something that's, that's fun. So, so running, running any business is probably wouldn't be so much fun, but running a business with a mission and a vision uh, that has a really good purpose. I think it's something that's very rewarding. That's really gets me up in the morning and, and gets me motivated. Well, it's interesting because I've been working for myself for 11 years. So I'm, I make my living. Uh, I host a, I host another podcast for an association called the Digital Enterprise Society Podcast for people who work mm -hmm. in and around product lifecycle management and the digital enterprise. Uh, so I make a little bit of money as the host of that show. But most of my income is I'm a professional speaker and corporate trainer. So I come into companies mm -hmm. for like their uh, beginning of the year kickoff or their midway mm -hmm. team meeting, or I speak for large associations at their annual events. And mm -hmm. I've been doing it for 11 years and I love what I do. I spoke for a company the other day and one of the people came up to me afterwards and said, you really like your job, don't you? Mm -hmm. And I right. said, I said, you couldn't do what I do. I mean, I'm on airplanes, I'm sleeping in hotels, I'm by myself right. a lot. You know, you think, oh, how cool. Uh, I'll be speaking in Hawaii and people go, oh, you know, that's so exciting. Well, it, we have a wedding coming up for one of our daughters and our other daughter is a senior in high school. So my wife can't make the trip with me. Mm -hmm. And she has something for her job that comes up around the same time. It just didn't make sense when we really looked at it. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm going to Hawaii for three days, but I'm going to Hawaii by myself. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's not quite the same thing. And so you have to love what you do to be able to get yeah. through the, the 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 amount of time I spend with TSA. And it is true when somebody said that, it's like, yeah, yeah, you have to be in a business you like because every business has the pain in the butt factor. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I and I think this goes. Uh, I think this is the big. Um, that's also a big drive for me to create the to create the, a workplace where people want to be, and also, yeah, you know, we want people to be on the team here. That um, that want to be part of a successful team and that want to really enjoy being here, right? Uh, and so we, we really try to build a corporate culture that, uh, that, that attracts, you know, employees to whom that want to be part of our mission and vision because this is hard work. I mean, you know, everybody who runs their own business uh, understands all of the challenges, all the risks involved. So there need to be some, some rewards as well. And, and we have... When you're in a direct-to-consumer environment, you, 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 we're talking to customers every day. We love talking to them, but uh, sometimes there are issues and problems, so that can be stressful. That there are, there are sometimes supply chain and logistics issues. I mean, every bike that we get into our facility gets quality controlled and inspected and, 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 and repackaged before it gets sent out. And when you're looking at the, the volume that we do, that creates a lot of work. It, it's um, it's 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 pretty. Um, pretty, uh, you know, stressful at times. So the reward has to be there. So for you, it's uh, TSA and traveling and, 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 and sleeping in hotels and being away for, for, from family. For us, it's, uh, it's obviously slightly different issues, but uh, enough uh, to, to sometimes be worried. So that's when, when, we, when we get nominated, uh, you know, to, to, or when we, you know, we were on the Inc. 500 list, uh, you know, last year, which was a great reward. And, and so when that happens, it, it it kind of gives validation that that we're doing a that it's all worthwhile and uh, we're doing it for, for with, with with good success. So, what advice do you have for somebody who wants to start their own business? Maybe their brother sent them an interesting product from Germany and the neighbors liked it, <laughs> and they're like, "Let's sell this." Or maybe they maybe they want to strike out and be a consultant, or they have some other idea. What what would you tell someone who wants to go down their own path? Yeah, I think that um, uh, that's a that's a that's a great question and. 
and I, I get this quite a bit. And in fact, sometimes and recently I, I get in touch with a lot of uh, folks that just starting to launch a product and they want to learn more about direct-to-consumer and, and, and all that. And I think to me, if you have a great idea, you obviously need to go all in, right? And you need to be fully dedicated. Um, you, you need to be focused, you need to be dedicated, and you need to be committed to the success of the product. I think the best thing you can do is try to leverage your network and try to meet with other folks. So, for example, if you're in the technology sector, or even if, even if you're not, but if you're something associated with the Austin Technology Council, I think you know, join, join groups. I, I joined the Association for Corporate Growth a couple of years ago, and that has been a tremendous, uh, tremendous value add for me because... I- uh, I got to plug the Association for Corporate Growth. Uh, really, really, really strong. Even though we, we are on the ATC episode, but my wife actually runs the Association for Corporate Growth for Austin and San Antonio. So a big shout out to them as well. So, yeah, yeah, and um, I, um, I we won the we won the ACG award for, for last year. Yeah, their so growth their growth awards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that has been a tremendous uh, tremendous opportunity. I I, I took. I took an opportunity to become a lunch speaker last year in January, and that 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 has been one of the best things I've done because it gave me the opportunity to present Boom, the fastest growing business you've never heard of, to approximately 80 folks in 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 the Austin area, and all of the connections out of that was, you know, they were really tremendous. Um, and uh, and so my my point is, just don't try to do it yourself. Try to, especially if you're in Austin, try to leverage. Uh, friends and uh, and organizations and, and and go meet up with them um, and then on the other hand um, you know if if you feel like this is not working your idea is not working your product is not if you have doubts about it just don't don't I mean don't be hesitant to pull the plug and go for something else I see this quite a bit with uh, some folks I've met and uh, one in particular, I've been working on a product and it's not taken off for two years and and uh, and it's just uh, it's it's just try different things and a lot of investment, a lot of sunk sunk cost and it's just not working out. So don't be afraid to uh, go ahead and uh, pull the plug if it doesn't work because there's another opportunity out there. Because if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, you are going to generate new ideas. You're going to you know, something else will come up, but don't waste time to pursue something that 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 may or may not work. So one of the things I talk about with with companies in my work is I talk about this whole idea of having potential and potential is great. But as you just said, sometimes you you throw a lot of time and money and effort at it and nothing happens, whereas yeah. sometimes people have potential and they just knock it out of the park and they just hit massive results. So you've seen a lot of entrepreneurs. You've been around entrepreneurship. What do you think some of that delta is? How come some people have potential and it doesn't go anywhere and other people have potential and they hit huge performance? What, what's that? How do people get across that gap? I think there has to be a certain adaptability and flexibility um, within yourself and an ability to, to learn from others and improve. And I think in my business, I can relate to it in a way. I can explain it in a different way. The first phase, there were three different phases, um, and there will be more going forward. But the first one was just to get started, right? What It's a one-man show. Uh, just to get started and get things going, you need to have a skill set to go out there, present yourself, and, 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 
and be public and, and that's you have those kind of skill sets. And then in the second phase, it's like you're growing, but you're trying to survive. So what kind of skill sets do you need to survive? And then as you kind of becoming successful, as you're even growing more, you need to scale and then you start delegating, you start building a team. So uh, you need to have those kind of skills. And, 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 and so for me, the biggest thing was recognizing kind of which phase I was in and what type of skills do, do I need and how do I improve to make sure that I can be successful in that. And I think ultimately it comes down to self-awareness. I think it's just to understand what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what is your situation and what do you need to do to, to get better? I mean, I did, I did hire a coach last year um, uh, uh, because uh, I was struggling in a particular area and, and, and she helped me improve. And, and, and it, was, it was a great investment because it's, it's something that's going to help me. And I'm, I'm going to get into another workshop series here soon um, that's going to help me manage people better and delegate better and be more effective in, in, in the phase of scaling and growing because now we are, we are moving, we're growing 40% year over year and uh, we're bringing in more and more team members and uh, I can't obviously do everything by myself anymore so mm-hmm. I need to trust people but I need to get the most out of them and, and so it's, it's, I think it comes down to self-awareness and your ability to learn and your ability to be flexible and advance yourself to make yourself adaptable to the different phases that you're going to be in. I think, I think that's great. Hey, I've got a couple more questions for you before I can let you go. However, first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, it's brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of starting your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Matthias Illenfeld. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that some of you do, jump over right now. Well, not right now. Finish this episode and then jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So I call the show cool things entrepreneurs do. What's the coolest thing that you're doing with your business right now? I think for us, uh, I'm extremely excited about uh, expanding our efforts around womb gives womb gives is a, uh, is a, Social, social responsibility activity here within Womb. It's part of our DNA. What we're doing is we are, uh, after our initial success in 2019, we want to completely double up and go all in to providing underprivileged kids and nonprofit organizations with, with uh, good quality bikes to get them active and to get more kids that otherwise couldn't afford, afford bikes uh, we want to get them on bikes. So last year we gave around, gave gave out uh, roughly 250 bikes to nonprofit organizations all around the country. Um, if you're in Austin, you probably have heard of the Gisalo Cycling Initiative. We've just recently uh, worked with the ABGB also in partnership on a bike build. Uh, we added another 60 bikes to the bike fleet. They now have over 800 bikes in their bike inventory, teaching kids in 
to learn how to ride a bike and doing bike rodeos. And, and so what we want to do is we want to double up on that. And we want to give away 500 bikes to children who otherwise couldn't afford it. And we do this through various, uh, various uh, nonprofits, but we also do it directly. So we are really excited to expand, expand that Womb Gives uh, charity program because that's, that's what we're all about is we, we, we want to, we want to give, give back. And I feel, I feel really good about that and, um, and the impact that we make in the community. And I think that's great. I'm a, I'm a real big believer that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're very fortunate. And if you're fortunate, you've got to find your way to, to, to serve the greater good. And so, you know, I have things that, that I do. We have a program, my wife and I, that we call the Kate Singer Endowment for Cranial Facial Surgery and Research. Uh, and we give money when I speak to companies and when I speak to associations, we give a little bit of that money to research for kids born with cranial facial abnormalities because uh, our daughter who turns 18 today, actually, uh, as we're recording this, uh, she was born with a condition where the bones in her head were fused together and she had to go through massive surgery and she's fine. She's beautiful. She's a straight A student. Uh, she's about to graduate high school and go off to, to college and she's fantastic. However... Uh, it started off with sort of a rough patch. So we want to help other people by helping the, the doctors at uh, Dell Children's Hospital in Austin and Rady Children's Hospital in San Diego, where Kate was operated on uh, with their research for kids born with those types of issues. So I, I really believe uh, that that's what, what people should do. I actually did a TED Talk. I don't know if anybody who's listening has ever uh, checked that out, but uh, I did a TED Talk called The Art of Giving Small. Because you don't have to do a lot. You give, you know, for, you know, like your company, you just, you know, a few bikes here, a few bikes there. And one day you turn around, it's 250 bikes. And, you know, right. you, 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 you've helped all of these kids learn to ride. And it's, you know, over the course of a lifetime, you know, that becomes immeasurably great. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I love it when I hear a great story like that. Hey, the last question that I ask everybody who kind of comes on the show is, who do you admire out there in the entrepreneur sphere? I mean, I think great entrepreneurs, yeah, it's about making money and creating a good workforce and workplace. But I also think that entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask people, when you look out into that entrepreneur sphere, who do you say, wow, he or she, they're the ones doing the cool things? Yeah, I, I have... I, that's a great question. I'm not uh, quite prepared for this, but <laughs> I, I, I do think I do think on a on a local level, there are certainly a couple of a couple of uh, entrepreneurs who come to mind. I I was fortunate enough to have uh, lunch with Paul Hedrick. He is the CEO of Tecovas. Uh, the uh, uh, he, he did, they all started off as a D2C brand, and now they're moving into retail. That's been very insightful, and the way he looks at his strategy. Uh, most recently, I I attended a, a, a dinner with uh, Doss Cunningham, um, or CEO of Nutribolt. So I think those are kind of the the, the 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 guys that I'm kind of looking up to, because they're not only very successful and smart, but they're also extremely humble, and uh, they have a great strategy. They, they have a good sense of strategy, and they know where they want to go. And, and that's something that, that, that I'm always looking up to, folks that are committed to the strategy and that they know, know how to get there is, is something that's, that's pretty powerful. Well, and like you said, you know, I mean, just on the local level, there's so many great people like the two you mentioned, and it's really countless how many people there are. And of course, nationally, we go even farther beyond that. There's there's so many great role models out there for all of us. And and I think that's one of the things that I always encourage entrepreneurs to do is is look for who do you admire. And as I said at the beginning of the show, success leaves clues. 
you know, reverse engineer what they did. They're going to leave you a clue somewhere along the way. Hey, thank you so much for being here on this special Austin Technology Council episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, Any last words for the audience? Yeah, uh, I I appreciate uh, being on the show, obviously. I I think that, uh, you know, we do have a showroom here in Austin, Texas. It's part of our warehouse, but uh, we are you know, we'd love to have you just Google Womb Bikes uh, and you'll find out where we are. And uh, if you do have uh, a nonprofit organization in mind that could benefit from our Womb Gifts program, please feel free to shoot us an email at USA at WombBikes.com and we'd love to connect and see how we can, how we can get uh, the organization plugged into our Give Back program. Awesome. That is that is awesome. So thank you very much. And again, thank you for being part of it. Thank you to the Austin Technology Council for your continued partnership. I think this is our 14th episode that we have done in conjunction with ATC, and they never fail in providing us with really fascinating guests who have so much to share, like Matthias Illenfeld. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single time. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do the show? But I have a favor to ask. If you like the show, there's two things I need you to do. You need to go over to Apple uh, Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Uh, The way these shows get ranked is the more people who subscribe and review, the more people Apple tells about the podcast, so more people can discover it. It's a silly algorithm circle, but I need your help to go do that. The second thing is even more important, actually, Go tell a friend. Most people who listen to the show tell me when I say, how did you find the show? They say that my boss told me, my friend told me, my mother told me that I should listen because uh, you interview really cool people. And that's what we're going to try and do again. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Matthias. Now you're thinking, how is that possible? How will you find anybody that cool? Well, guess what? We always do. But in the meantime, go out there, figure out, is your ladder against the right wall? Try some new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.